Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Free agency, we have all the VGK moves and the impact on the Golden Knights as they look to repeat in 2024. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. You could find us on YouTube, of course, Locked On Golden Knights. Subscribe there. And we are on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Locked On VGK when we're not locked out of Locked On VGK. Also, Chris, of course, does his columns and reporting for Vegas Hockey Now. So we had the weekend off, right? And, apparently, uh, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of a lot transpired. And so we want to bring you up to date on VGK Free Agency. Uh, first, on Friday, the late news dump. Uh, again, Aiden Hill, his two-year $4.9 million AAV contract, that finally went through. And that move sort of set a couple of goalies packing, um, a domino effect, right, if you will, as Jonathan Quick signs with the New York Rangers. We knew that he wasn't coming back. And you're a backup. Larry Brossois, <laughs> Laren Brossois, of course, returns to uh, to Winnipeg, um, where he went 25-19-3 when he was there in his first tour of duty from 2018 through 2021. And he was Connor Hellebuck's backup uh, at that point, right? And Hellebuck could be on the move. And the Jets signed their insurance deal, too, in Colin Dahlia, um, their insurance wow. policy. And Brossois, um, again, this contract is for $1.75 million for one year, short-term, short contract. Bridge. Uh, of course, uh, Brossois was 2-0 and oh, um, in the, up there in Winnipeg. Uh, when they were chanting, of course, he's a backup. <laughs> that was awesome. And so I'm just curious how that's going to shake out. And then Vegas also uh, extended qualifying offers, a qualifying offer, I should say, to Yeri Patera. We'll just talk about the goaltenders first. And he made $800,000 last year. So uh, right now, currently, VGK has Hill, Thompson, and Patera. Patera probably will be the other guy, will be the third stringer. But I still don't believe, I still get this feeling, Chris, that Thompson isn't happy here. No, Thompson's fine. This is, you just wanted to get me going, didn't you, Tony? Um, no, Thompson, Thompson is fine. I mean, there was some stuff swirling last week when the Aiden Hill news, you know, when the signing was announced, uh, Logan Thompson, it was his net last year. I think it's still his net next year, folks. I know everyone's going to argue with me, including Tony, and that's okay. Obviously, we got three months to argue about this until we'll have an idea of who's going to be the starting goaltender for next season. But Logan Thompson is fine. Yeah, Aiden Hill got got paid. So what? It happens. That's part of the league. It's part of what happens. Log- I always want to call him Logan Hill. Why do I do that, Tony? I always want to say Logan Hill. Um, Logan Thompson, he has done very, very well going back to his Wheat Kings days, going back to his Silver Knights days, going back to when he almost saved the Golden Knights season, uh, season five, this is, uh, with all the injuries and stuff like that, and almost helped the Golden Knights squeak into that final playoff spot. And he got the Golden Knights off to a real good start 
uh, last season, two, seven, five goals against nine, one, three, I think was a save percentage. I could be off on those numbers a tiny bit, but he put up very good starting level, you know, caliber type of numbers. Unfortunately, two lower body injuries and the season was shut down after that. And Aiden Hill, same thing, injuries, concerns, but some remarkable numbers. And Aiden Hill did get paid based off of his Stanley Cup run. And Logan Thompson feels that he's a partner now of Aiden Hills as far as in the goal. Um, feels his heart is still in Vegas. And uh, Logan Thompson is going to be just fine, everybody. There's no concerns whatsoever, except for uh, someone trying to get a few clicks on their social media account. Now, there were some tweets as well over the weekend about Thompson's head getting big after he was named an all-star. Being yes, an that issue. same clown doing those tweets, but go ahead. Yeah, about him, you know, getting a big head after he was named an all-star. And I just hope for his sake that everything works out okay and that they can have harmony here, if you will, with that goaltending uh, tandem. Because this is just rinse and repeat every season. There's been issues with goaltenders here. It's just incredible. Um, I thought that they might try to keep uh, Brossois, especially at that price, as a third stringer sort of insurance policy? I mean, I wouldn't have been against it. I would have hoped maybe the price would have been a tiny bit less um, just coming off the Stanley Cup win and, you know, and him wishing to chop a little bit off to stay in Vegas, so to speak. And he's looking to find his wheels. He's looking to find his way. Uh, Brossois, this is we're talking about, looking to, you know, have a healthy season where he can have 40 or more starts and then next season get paid, right? That's uh, what these bridge deals are all about. And Brossois win healthy. I mean, most of these goalies win healthy are pretty good. Um, Brossois had some exceptional moments, especially down the stretch. Didn't lose once in the regular season. He didn't play a lot in the regular season. But, you know, I still go back to uh, I was in Henderson uh, doing in, in the press box, if you will, for Brossois' first rehab stint. And he lasted one period and four goals. And, you know, to quote one of the scouts I was talking with uh, while the game was happening, I just said, Hey, is this when you're watching this game through your eyes, are you concerned right now? Or is this just the type of game where he needs to get a couple games under him? He just shook his head and said, it's not good. I said, that's it. He's like, yeah, it's not good. So that was code for um, this isn't going the way he hoped it would. Cause obviously when wow. scouts are at the game, they're looking for, you know, there's they're, they're watching them. They're looking for, for something. Nice to see Brossois, you know, land on his feet, so to speak, going back to Winnipeg. All, the, the twist, if you will, of uh, of the, the chance you're a backup and all, that's pretty funny. Now he gets to walk back in there with a little more money and uh, a Stanley Cup ring and all that. I think that's pretty um, pretty, pretty funny, actually. And I think maybe yeah. that was part of the reason he wanted to go back and do this. And hopefully Brossois will have a good season and get paid uh, for the 24-25 season. Yeah, if I'm him, I would tell them to keep on chanting because he was 2-0 and up there uh, during the playoffs. Uh, VGK this past weekend also let Teddy Bluger walk. We knew that that was coming. He signs a $1.9 million one-year contract with Vancouver. Uh, Bluger, I was watching some of the video clips. He said it was challenging at times playing here in Vegas because he played so many different positions. Yeah, I mean, Teddy Bluger was brought in to fill a void, right? He was brought in to, you know, be a kind of a defensive specialist, be on one of the bottom two lines, depending on 
what happens and everything. And that's when Nick Wah was making um, appearances in the upper lines because of injuries and stuff like that. Um, if you remember, Edmonton seemed to be scoring at will for a while, and then they put Teddy Bluger back in the lineup for a few games. And that's when things, you know, they felt like they really started to stabilize. Um, I actually was talking to Teddy Bluger on media day. And one of the questions I asked him was, Hey, how do you, you know, what does it feel like to be basically, you know, not playing on, on the bench, so to speak? And then, okay. Now go out there and stop Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. And I got the canned response from what I recall about being ready and he's excited to be here and blah, 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 blah. So he did a good job and he definitely helped fill a void. And if uh, the Golden Knights would not have had, you know, so much luck, we would have gotten, you know, non or so much non injury luck, if that's the right way to say that. Um, we would have seen more of Teddy Bluger in the playoffs and no disrespect to Bluger, but it's kind of nice that we didn't have to see him because that meant our top uh, 12 forwards had a pretty good run of health. Uh, I mean, not one top 12 forward suffered any type of injury in the playoffs that cost them to miss time. Only two man games lost on the defensive side, three if you count the suspension. Mm. So a lot of luck right there. And, you know, yeah. Bluger, I'm sure would have loved to draw in the lineup, but um, for uh you know, it's good that he didn't, I guess. Call it what it is. VGK uh, also, right before uh, the free agency uh, opening, extended the offers to Brett Howden, who made $1.5 million last year, and Pavel Dorofeyev, uh, who made 925000 Uh Some fans up north got a little bit upset when I tweeted out, Phil Kessel to Vancouver uh, to play for Rick Tockett, his good friend. They didn't like that at all. He's going to be done, perhaps. Who knows? No, nah, he's he still wants to play. He from, wants to play one more year. From what I've gathered, uh, uh, I'll leave it. He wants to play. And that, that's about as far as I can go with that. Um, but I mean, yeah, the the the, the Rick Tockett connection is kind of interesting. Um, but I think if um, if he's going to resign, he's going to want to go somewhere where he either has probably some type of history or a team that does have an opportunity to make a run. I mean, Hey, the Maple Leafs are signing everybody lately. So maybe that's where he's going to end up. Who knows? Uh, I mean, they're literally signing every, anybody with a pulse right now. It seems like, um, well, they so- have, they have some beef now. So Ryan Reeves, former VGK three years, $4 million contract to go to Toronto. Uh, they, t- awesome. they, they awesome. signed Domi. They, they signed Bertuzzi. This team, again, we go back to, uh, the copycat league where you need a lot of grit now. And that's where we're headed, I think, as well. After VGK won, I can't believe I'm saying this, won the Stanley Cup with grit. Uh, so they're just loading up on players that are gritty because they have a lot on the front end. They have the scoring. But again, they were a little bit too finesse, I think, up there in Toronto. Uh, some other players too, Chris, uh, former VGKers, VGK alums, if you will, that signed deals, Max Pacioretty, to the Washington Capitals. Cody Glass gets an extension in Nashville. That was pretty nice. And your guy, uh, Jimmy Schultz, of course, a two-way contract in Seattle. Thought I threw that in there. Oh, yeah, Schultz. Yeah, he's been with Coachella, and he definitely, yeah, I talked about him. That was that was good. I was wondering where you were going with that one. I don't know where I'm going. Back to, back to Ryan Reeves. I mean, listen, it's the honeymoon. He's so happy to be here. He, he this, this is the, what the press conference is going to go like. You know, we needed some, we needed some grit. We need someone to protect our players. We need someone to bring an edge to the team, blah, blah, blah. He's going to get there and do all sorts of things. Maybe he'll sell, he'll be yelling Austin Matthews, release us in the tunnel or something like that. And then they all come running down and they're all excited. And then 40 games in, 
Reeves finds himself a healthy scratch and Toronto's begging to get out of that contract in a year and a half from now. It's, Ryan Reeves, we love everything about him, but a four-year deal or three-year deal that's a good for him. four million dollar good for him good for, for him game. he's here in vegas over the summer he's here the he's city. gonna be good in toronto i know all that he's but a from good a dude. hockey perspective yeah, i don't know great who cares um, he's just not out of people yeah no patch talk about him i'm glad we got to deal with him twice a year too i mean that's a good thing as well um patch that's, I mean, I hope he can find his, uh, I mean, I hate to make it, I'm not, not trying to make a joke, but find his legs, if you will, in Washington, obviously off two ACLs, just five games played over the yeah. last year and a half or something like that. Um, says he's probably not going to be ready just at the start of the season, needs a little more rehab, but he'll, I think uh, he's going to be just fine there. Hopefully they can find a way to limit his minutes, ease him back in, but I mean, that power play on the elbows, on the left side, Ovechkin, on the right side, Pacioretty, if they load up like that, that is just, hmm. that's, that's, it's incredible to see how that whole thing is going to, going to shake out. And Cody Glass, I mean, we like Cody Glass. He's, he's a lifetime third liner and fine. Hopefully he does a good job in Nashville. And I mean, Barry Trotz, like he's been there in literally in the first two hours of free agency, Barry Trotz might have taken Nashville from, a non-starter fringe playoff team to a dark horse to even win the central right now. I mean, they, they do that huge buyout on Deshane and then they just mm-hmm. sign the world after that. And Barry Trotz is out there. Um, uh, according to Nashville hockey. Now he is out there basically, Hey, free agents come here to win. He's out there, you know, uh, being a politician, mucking it up and with everybody and buttering them up and, uh, come down to Nashville if you want to win. And, um, you know, Trotz and uh, is it Tree Living? Is that the general manager up in Toronto now? Yeah. They're up. They're uh, they're playing video games right now. They're doing video game uh, free agent <laughs> signings and stuff like that. And we'll see if it works out or not. Coming up next, VGK Development Camp began this weekend. We talk about a couple of highlights after this. Baseball season is in full swing, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now. New customers will get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and you could join up today. So don't miss your chance and a chance to get a no-sweat first bet up, up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission. We are back on Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Of course, find us on the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. And on Fridays, we have What the Friday, which is one of our favorite features. And I think we're going to take, uh, we don't do this very often. We're going to take a day off tomorrow. Let's do that, dude. Let's take a day off. We deserve it, right? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, game time decision. Okay. In any event, uh, VGK development camp began this weekend. Uh, game time decision. Yeah. Questionable. Uh, just questionable. Uh, VGK development camp began this weekend. Uh, Sunday, there was a scrimmage. I guess the star, according to the, uh, VGK, um, Twitter handle that was working, Jackson Hallam uh-huh, scored. That was, uh, that was pretty funny. Well, yeah. So the first goal he scored of the camp or whatever in the scrimmage. And then he scored the final goal in a shootout for his team. Jackson Hallam, um, breakout, 
What do you what do you think about Halep? I don't know. I mean, listen, <laughs> we'll, I, this is draft prospects, not my strong point. Um, we'll just kind of let uh, let things take shape, and <clears throat> we'll see who cracks in the AHL level and who stands out in the ECH level. But um, just looking at the roster and some of the names that do stand out to me, Brennan Brisson is going through what's probably his second or third development this is, camp. This right is now. his second camp. Uh, the first one was a virtual one, so it would technically be his third. I Fair guess. enough. Okay, yeah. So, you know, you wonder, I mean, I was very bullish on Brisson, possibly even joining the Golden Knights for their late run in season five. And I, we discussed, either I wrote an article or we discussed how, we, we discussed how the Golden Knights were going to make up for Pacioretty's points and all of that. And it wasn't going to be one player is going to come in and, you know, basically erase Max Pacioretty to start season six. It was going to be a series of players. And Brendan Brisson was one of the players I pegged to hopefully come in and contribute, you know, with, you know, 12 to 15 goals and a handful of assists. And unfortunately he's not even there yet. Um, 37 points, 58 games, I believe in the 20, um, 2022, 23 AHL season, Kind of the same trajectory as Pavel Dorofiev, you know, going up and stuff like that. So if Brisson can contribute at, you know, a point-ish game, a point-ish per game uh, pace, then maybe Brisson will be something to talk about for 24-25, maybe a late-season call-up, kind of like Dorofiev was this year. But I don't know how necessarily ready he is. You got a guy named Jet Jones. It's a great hockey name, Jet Jones, two Ts, J-E-T-T. Um, Ahek is going through another one, Lucas Cormier. Yeah, Cormier. Some, I was surprised to see his name on there. I saw a shovel day off in there. That's uh that's a nice uh, family name right there. I and I mean I I'm assuming there's only that's the same shovel day off that, that's been around uh the hockey, you know. Well, like if you look at a guy like Hallam, drafted I think in twenty twenty mm-hmm. out of the University of Michigan. So it takes a while. These guys really do get lost. They get lost. I know he went back to college and everything, but yeah, they, a lot of these players get lost. It's very competitive. It takes it takes time and the size. Like, there's not too many players that are in their upper teens that are ready to come and make this big of an impression. You look at what the Blackhawks are doing with Connor Bedard. That dude is tiny. He is a small, small guy, mm-hmm. and he's going to have you know the Zach Whiteclouds and Nicholas Hags and Alec Martinez and Petrangelo and all those dudes just getting ready. McNabb getting ready to thump him out there. So the Blackhawks are putting some size and grit, our, our word of the hour, apparently, some size and grit around to protect him and also for him to learn the game from and how that transfers to the, you know the Golden Knights prospects and such. Same deal. You got a lot of small guys out there. It takes a while for these guys just to kind of come into their bodies and such. And if you did put them at the NHL level right now, a lot of these dudes would just get friggin' um, just get whomped out there, and it wouldn't be a good start to their respective careers. I like what you uh, you just mentioned, uh, White Cloud and Hagen. I like what they did yesterday. They had uh, both of those players who are still in town, evidently, uh, giving some advice to the prospects. I thought that was pretty cool, and uh, they had a nice little gathering there. Uh, Bruce, Cat, this is just odd. odd um, Thing that I saw last year, we were at some of the rookie camp games. I think we're going to go some point this week. Me and Christopher just kind of go hang out as fans and watch. Um, I noticed Bruce Cassidy was on the ice. I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw oh. that in a picture on Twitter. He was actually on the ice, whereas last year, at least a couple of sessions I was there for, he was up in the stand just kind of sitting back and watching. So, you know, that's um, just shows commitment to getting ready to get back out there. And uh, 
do his part. Cause I mean, obviously Cassidy does have a soft spot for going through all these camps, you know, being a, an AHL coach for as long as he was, he had to run these camps just like Ryan Craig is probably taking the reins now for most of the camp as he's the AHL, you know, silver Knights coach, but good to see Cassidy out there getting that face time with the players. And that's the type of impression that, you know, these kids will take when they go back to their, you know, junior leagues, to the ECHL, to the AHL, and maybe even make it here at some point in the next, you know, you know, two, three years or something like that. Yeah. He has to get familiar with these players. Uh, unlike this past season with the other guy, uh, <laughs> that rookie, uh, actually, uh, Edstrom looked really big. I saw a couple of interviews with him and he's like, he's a pretty, so all the rookies are here, uh, from, uh, Edstrom to Matthew Cataford to your favorite R2 Karki. That's the defenseman, Thomas, right? Yeah. Yeah. To Thomas, uh, you're not. All he's the, the only small there. one. The defenseman was the only small one. The other, the other guys they drafted were all pretty big. It seemed like. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, all the videos I saw on Edstrom, he looks like a physical specimen. Uh, nice. he was like six, three plus, right? Um, and then in net, uh, again, a couple of players. Seville. Yeah. Two players actually that really need to prove themselves here. Uh, both Isaiah Seville and Jesper Vickman, I think have a lot to prove as they tried to make that next step up. So, um, they could have a very big part, big role, not only in Henderson, but Again, for call-ups, the way things go with the VGK. Yeah, no doubt. And Isaiah Seville, we've seen him a lot with uh, the Silver Knights over the last two, maybe even pockets of the last three seasons now, because I feel like I saw him start games even when they were at the Orleans Arena down the stretch. Don't quote me on that. I could be off on that, but at least for the last two seasons. And Seville just looks the part in all the you know starts that I've watched him play. He's made some tremendous saves. And I mean, I don't know what the outlook is on him as far as what his ceiling possibly could be, but he's still here. If you're here, you're on the Golden Knights ice, you got a shot. And I mean, let's face it, this is not a bad time to be a VGK goaltender in the system because, um, I mean, I'm concerned about about the outlook with Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. I got an article coming out in four minutes, uh, 7 a.m. Uh, Monday. It's going to talk about that a little bit. But, you know, we'll see how deep the VGK goalies go this year. And if Patera is number three, you know, Seville is probably number four, right? I mean, if we can rank the goalies right now, we can argue if it's Hill or Thompson, one A or one B. Um, sure. Um, and then we have the other guy, Patera. I almost forgot his name because, I mean, Cassidy doesn't even know who he is either. And then Isaiah Seville, you're number four right now. Like that's, 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 um, does that concern you, Tony? It concerns me. Does that concern you? I'm very you? much concerned about the goaltending situation. And I don't know the temperament. And we're just hearing a lot of nonsense right now of that's Logan a good, Thompson. that's a great word. It's a lot of nonsense. It's a lot of nonsense. Yeah. So, uh, Logan's a good dude. Logan's a good dude. So Brendan Brisson basically, basically got Teddy Blugard last, last year. Because they put him at different positions. He didn't know where to play. Just to start him on the top line, develop him, and turn him into the star that we think he could be. Pavel Dorofiev track, I think, is uh, where you're looking right now. He's you know behind Dorofiev as far as uh, development goes. That's okay. I mean, Dorofiev is also significant. Well, not significantly, but at least a few years older, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, I don't even know if is Brisson even of drinking age. Like I say that half heartedly, but you know he's he's young. I think young. he is now. I, I see him sometimes. I think him and LT are pretty close. I see those two um, growing up at times. Yeah, that's good. That's definitely a good thing. And I mean, another thing about Brisson, he has got 
a heck of a shot from uh from the, the right circle, side. especially oh on that God, one time. Right circle. Oh my god. Certainly can develop into that, you know, one of those dudes that's gonna shoot on the elbow, uh to quote Cassidy, because sh- someone has to shoot the blank and puck. All right. Rastan will up, shoot the puck. Coming up next, we've got a look at VGK's salary cap with the latest with our capologist Chris Golick. We'll return with more after this. Uh, Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. I could call you worse each and every day. I've been called worse by better. And then, of course, uh, make sure you ch- uh, check in and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights, and our Twitter handle, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, and at Lockdown VGK. So uh, the biggest question, I think, that uh, I noticed this this past weekend, why are teams around, I know, I think I know the answer, I'm setting you up here, softballish. Why are teams, right, signing players, mostly all the free agents, to one-year contracts? Um, there's a few reasons that that was like, that wasn't a 16 inch, you know, type of uh Chicago softball, more like a 12 inch softball. He set me up for right there, but there's a lot of strange things happening right now. So you have the flat salary cap, which only went up a million dollars instead of two and a half or three and a half million dollars, where a lot of teams thought that was going to happen leading up to uh, this season, next season. And the following seasons after that, you got a lot more cap space that's going to be coming and you're going to see a lot of teams spending a lot more money right now so take max patch ready for example coming off of all these injuries just trying to get right he takes two million dollars if patch ready is a 30 goal scorer like he's been his entire career and even you know flirting with 40 and you know all these points and stuff like that he's a six million dollar player patch ready knows if he can get on the ice for 70 ish games which he probably will in my opinion and put up 25 goals and, you know, that many assists, plus or minus, you know, a 50-point score when the dust settles for someone coming off two ACLs, he will get paid very handsomely because you have the salary cap going up. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have all these teams out there that do have money, but it also gives them leverage right now. I compare the um, the teams that have all the salary cap, like Detroit and, you know, Toronto was, had some money to spend and Anaheim and Chicago. Watch out for that team. No, no, no doubt. They're still a couple of years away, but they're getting much closer. And if they make the deal for Debrinket, maybe we're talking differently uh, on a couple of days from now. But I look at this as the Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken expansion drafts. They have, they had leverage. They had a ton of leverage using the ability to make trades to not take players from these teams and stuff like that. Well, the leverage you have right now in free agency is money, and it means a lot more right now because so many teams are up against the salary cap. And we'll talk about Vegas in a second, but so many teams are close against the cap. It's very hard. I mean, why do you think Eric Carlson hasn't been traded yet? Because that's a lot of money he makes. He's a 100-point scorer, but they can't find a way to make it work with uh, some of these teams. And there's a lot of other players that are kind of waiting to make deals. Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. Um, I think Max Domi just did a late deal with Toronto. We talked about that already, as Bertuzzi did. So it's um it's strange times right now. So people want the short deals just to uh, have a good season, maybe pad the stats a little bit. And then next season, 24-25, they get paid. Yeah. And so where is VGK at against the cap currently? So VGK, first of all, when the deal was announced for Aiden Hill, it actually put them technically $2.2 million over the salary cap. Now we have to take away $5 million 
from Robin Leonard. He's not going to be bought out. The, the buyout period is closed. No way they can buy him out. I know there's stuff with LTIR and all these other things, but point being is there will not be an, a Logan. I can't get these goals. We have too many goalies. Just stop, stop signing goalies, Vegas. Robin Leonard's 5 million is not going to count against the Golden Knights. So we'll start right there. Keaton Korzak, Braden Pahal, now Seville. Um, all these players are going to have two-way contracts, which can obviously raise and lower the amount of cap that the team has to work with. You have to assume if those types of players are getting extended time uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, there's other players who are going to be going to IR and LTIR, which will obviously affect the salary cap in the other direction. Putting a bow on everything right now, this is assuming Dorofiev and Howden total roughly 2.9 million, which I padded that a little bit. I think they could come in closer to 2.6 or even 2.5 possibly. The Golden Knights would have roughly 1.4 million of cap space to work with that can go up to about 2.5 million, specifically depending on Pavel Dorofiev, where he lands and assuming that's still going to be a two-way deal, which it will be. So, $2.5 million doesn't go too far right now as far as the remaining free agents, but there's one goalie that I do think the Golden Knights might possibly kick the tires on. I mean, I'm not I'm not comfortable with Patera's number three, Tony, and I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Um, I agree. Two, I agree with okay. you. I, I agree with the way that things are shaking out with the entire goaltending situation here in the offseason. I'm not feeling very confident the same way I didn't feel confident last summer. No, so there is one goalie out there who I think can fill the Jonathan Quick role as that insurance policy, and that's still not signed yet. And you you know a thing about him. He was the other guy for the Rangers, Halak. Halak, yeah. yeah. I think, um, I mean, he's been in the league for a long, long, long time. He's older. I mean, let's be clear about this here. But he's also started a lot of games. He's got that experience. And if you do need a veteran for an extended period of time, you know, I feel much better about him than than I do uh, Patera taking the reins for that long. Okay, so I had said a few weeks back, I thought that John Stevens would be a a good candidate for a head coaching position um, around the NHL. I felt like anytime you have a championship, you're going to lose coaches. You're going to lose players. Again, that's just evident. Uh, so last night we saw that uh, Misha Donskoff is gone and Ryan Craig uh, is also now he's moved up the ladder, if you will, to become the head coach at AHL Henderson. And so these were not, Bruce Cassidy guys. Let's make that perfectly clear. These are guys juiced into the position. Is that you like that? By by Kelly McCrimmon, basically. Uh, but can they lose any other coaches other than um, Donskoff and, and Ryan Craig? I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, Ryan Craig staying in the system, I think, is a um, plus situation for the Golden Knights. Um, I always felt there was a gap from just watching the press conferences to listening to both coaches talk, I always thought there was just a gap in communication, even though the two not ranks familiar are, with each other. Do you think, or I, just, I think there, there was, there no was. Yeah. from the, as an outsider, I just see some distance between the two organizations. I had to get the word organization. You did. Yeah, you did very good. It's part of the process, but yeah, it's definitely, there just seemed to be a disconnect. I don't know how else to say it. It seemed to be a disconnect. Now Good Ryan point. Craig is taking Bruce Cassidy's system to Henderson. 
And I think that is a wonderful move for the Golden Knights. I think it's going to give the Silver Knights some juice to have Ryan Craig back there. Ryan Craig is is a homegrown talent, right? He's only coached with the Golden Knights organization. He's only led with the Golden Knights organization. And now he gets to take what he's learned. And now he's going to do it in Henderson with the with the kids and stuff like that. Um, again, you can always see him on the ice in Henderson and City National coaching his kid and coaching youth hockey as well. So he's involved in the community in a lot of different facets besides just being you know, a VGK um, profile, if you will. As far as losing other assistants, I mean, losing Donskoff, just a little bit about him. And yes, I am reading from the Golden Knights website here, but he's a day oneer, a day effing oneer, William Carlson, um, overseeing the video technology analytics, managing amateur and pro scouting. I mean, am- amateur and pro scouting right there. Let's just stop stop it right there for a second. Eddie Olchek quote. Um Look at what the what the Golden Knights have been scouting and how they've acquired talents like Barbashev and um looking at Chandler Stevenson and Nick Wah, these players that they mind, you know, making nothing or they find them uh, you know, overseas and stuff like that. And obviously uh Donskoff does have a big part in that. So yeah, it's it's gonna that change things peculiar. definitely a little bit going forward. I'm sorry, but that what was peculiar late night dump there of Donskoff leaving. Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock, I think. Of course. They don't say where he's headed. Very he's peculiar. leaving the team. He's gonna compete. He, he's gonna, he, he's might going gotten, he's he might have gotten he might have gotten cut. He might have gotten cut. Oh, you think you think so? I don't know. I'm just I just have very, very weird vibes. Not immaculate vibes like everyone tweets over and over again. I wonder very how his vibes. I wonder what his contract was, if his contract just happened to be up and they gave the old or, I mean, see, I don't know. See those movement, the movement of those two coaches, right? To me, that just tells me maybe perhaps uh, Cassidy has a little bit more say now in the way things are going here. Because those were guys, those weren't his guys. Those weren't the, the two coaches and Donskoff and Craig. But but they were but they were McPhee's guys. Like they were these are McPhee's aren't even McCurman's guys. These are McPhee's guys. So you want to talk about being juiced in and you know old school mafia stuff and all of that. They're definitely (laughs) juiced in. They're the made men. Don't forget about that. No, and and that's a hundred percent accurate. Do what they want to do. Okay, the made men. I I like that. It's a hundred percent accurate. But (laughs) not that they're not Cassidy's guys, but they're the organization's guys. They they are the they know what what's expected all the way if you know from the top down to Foley and you almost wonder if things would have turned out just as well if Cassidy would have come in with his own, his own crew because so many times when you know there is a big coaching move the whole bench all the suits behind the bench gone all the suits you know that follow the head coach come in and the fact that they did keep the assistants you will around. retain well again Mr. Eyebrows that don't move uh, McCrimmon at the presser was like yeah oh, oh we're retaining he just made it clear evidently we're retaining Donskoff and Craig, okay? And I mean, so that's he, that. he makes a lot of things. I'm touching my eyebrows right now for that. Right. But, um, no, he, he makes a lot of things clear, McCrimmon, about, you know, the roster is his baby. Everything everything that does not happen on the ice, that's McCrimmon's show and stay out of his way. I'm and curious he's doing see. it, and he's doing it all right. He's doing it right. I'm curious to see that relationship in year number two where the egos might get a little bit bigger. McCrimmon, a Stanley Cup ring does McPhee. increase your ego a little bit. <laughs> And Cassidy, I am so curious to see this now. Folks, I hate to rain on the parade, but it's uh, July the 3rd, 2023. 
will July the 3rd, 2025, will Bruce Cassidy still be the Golden Knights coach? And it's not a slam dunk. Yes, it's not even. You're betting the no? It's not even a 70-30 that it's going to be. I'll, I'll bet the no all day, absolutely. I will definitely yeah. bet the no. I love Cassidy. I love what he's done. But take a look around the NHL, and uh, let's just play the trends game for a second, okay? Let's play the trends game for a second. Okay. Uh, and just another note, uh, this was a cool thing. Uh, the agent for Mason Morelli, who was signed, they signed to uh, oh, yeah. minor league contracts and nice story. Um, Mason Geertsen. Um, so Morelli's agent, uh, Jeff Boston said after 178 junior games, 120 NCAA, 211 pro games, 27 year old Mason Morelli has earned his first NHL contract with the Golden Knights. So that was nice. pretty cool. It's Incredible nice. story. Even better guy. Undrafted, spent time in the ECHL, and was scratched early in his pro career. Mo just kept working and being a great teammate. So congratulations to Good those story. two new VGKers. So we don't know. Are we going to be on tomorrow or not? Okay, flip of the coin. Whatever. Let's see if, if, if there's if there's big news today, yes. If it's a yes. quiet day, no. Okay, from a man, Chris Gallick, I'm Tony Cardasco. There's always news. I'm Tony Cardasco. We appreciate you tuning in. Well, we don't, those people make the news. Other people okay. are trying to make the news. Well, we we'll got to tell that. the news. We got to tell okay. the news. And thanks uh, again, to, especially to our everydayers. And we'll see you again, question mark, tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Take care. Have a great one, everyone. Happy Fourth of July.